Jai Sri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai Vyas Pujit Avir Bhav Mahamotsava Titi Ki Jai Gaur Bhaktivinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanande So good morning everyone. <coughs> we gathered on the uh, auspicious Nandotsava, which means the festival of Nanda Maharaj, as we heard last night as midnight approached, which is today. Um... Uh, that Krishna appeared, he became aware of the fact in mid, early morning in the cow shed, informed by the by the nursemaid, and of course uh, a great festival for the entire brudge was uh, organized and uh, and uh, widely uh, celebrated with great jubilation, and we. Uh, feel uh, that it seems somewhat special that our uh, Guru Maharaj, Pujapad, Omishnupadji, Esi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, appeared in the world on the day of Nandotsava. Hmm? Nandotsava, the festival of Nanda Maharaj, is uh, the, the Janamastami, and Janamastami uh, is, has a uh, symbolic uh, correspondence with initiation, hmm? the transferal of the Vasudev conception. It's mentioned in the Bhagavatam that there is a state hmm, of uh, consciousness called Vasudev. Hmm? Uh, in which uh, Krishna makes his appearance, and looking at the lila interpretively, then we um, we see Vasudev, the father of Krishna in in Mathura, who we didn't talk much about, and the more say well known birth of Krishna in, in the house prison in the prison of of, of Kamsa. Mm. Um, Father Vasudev represents that Vasudev conception, and it's in, interpretively then uh, to look at the lila from from that uh, vantage point. He transfers from his heart hmm, uh, and mind consciousness chitta into the into Devaki, the Vasudev conception, and. Krishna is, is born, is the basic idea. And, of course, the pre- preceding the birth, um, there we find that Devaki had other issues, other children who were killed by Kamsa, hmm? Kamkrod, Loha, Bloba, Mada, Matsarya, these six enemies, if you will, lust, greed, avarice, a- anger, delusion, envy, and so forth. Um, they... Uh, um, were dispensed with, so to speak, metaphorically speaking or interpretively speaking. Baladev appeared, Balaram first, a partial manifestation of Balaram in the womb of Devaki, preparing the way further, making the ground fertile for the diksha, for the initiation, and so forth. So it uh, corresponds with uh, initiation rite, central to which, of course, is, is the guru who imparts the mantra, and um, 
so that our guru, my guru and some of your Param guru, we have the fortune of having uh, another disciple of Prabhupada here, uh, Sriman Dhaneshwar Prabhu, traditionally um, in Prabhupada's own temples um, on this day. Many devotees give some testimony as to the significance of Prabhupada in their lives and and so forth. So we welcome any comments from Maharaj or extend the opportunity for him to do so if he should feel so inclined, typically here over the years, uh, what's uh, kind of in a natural way um, come about is that I give a lecture on this, uh, this day. And uh, and uh, it's followed by an artik to Prabhupada and artik to the deities and then the feast. Uh, so, at any rate, it's his day, and it's always seemed kind of special to us, his disciples, that our Gurudev was born on the day of Nandotsava, and uh, this is the day that he came into our lives and uh, created the good good fortune um, and uh, accepted us as his, as his students. It is indeed a good fortune, and it is described as such, bhagya, lucky, What's that other term? I'm always... Atibhagya. Maybe more lucky, but... Yadrichaya. The statement in the Bhagavatam, repeatedly, Yadrichaya begins in the... in the uh, maybe perhaps the first canto, end of the first canto, describing the appearance of the boy, Sukadev, into the assembly of the sages, rishis, um, uh, uh, all types of... Uh, scholars, learned people, and so forth, who had assembled uh, on the bank of the Ganges to participate in the crisis, really, of the the emperor, Parikshit, who had been cursed to die in seven days and had uh, taken up uh, fasting from food and drink. He had reasoned that uh, eating is the cause of death and, and problems. Hmm? It is a, the desire to eat and drink is, 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 was, was calling his death. Uh, of course, the story is that he was in the forest and he came upon the, 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 the rishi, the Brahmin, uh, and the Brahmin was in a trance and the Brahmin didn't honor him and offer him even some water. Hmm? And so he... he uh, um, acted out of color, out of character, and he garlanded the, the Brahmin with a, with, with a snake. And, and his son took exception to that and cursed the king to die by a snake bite uh, within seven days. And the Parikshits acting out of character is an example of how sometimes Krishna causes his devotees to act out of character for some larger um, teaching that he cares to um, uh, disseminate. And, of course, we can't um, use that as an excuse. And we, we have to, whatever, wherever there's some acting out of character, there has to be something wonderful that comes, <laughs> comes from it. Uh, so, speaking of the Bhagavatam came from it, and Parikshit Marsh showing his actual character mm, with having to meet with, with death in seven days, he took to fasting. He thought, well, my desire to eat and drink 
that the sage, the rishi in trance didn't facilitate. This caused my death, so I should give up eating and drinking. Hmm. And, of course, with as much as that, you have a little experience fasting yesterday that might make you a little foggy and hard to pay attention and, uh, and uh, lecture as well and so forth. Yeah, he, he was that ardent of a listener and uh, with that much, it possessed that much interest in a solution to the problem um, that death presents, um, which is a problem of attachment, because if there's no attachment, then there's no problem. And so the solution was obvious when Sukadev, the boy, walked in naked. He had no attachments, is the implication. Hmm? So the, the the story of the Bhagavatam is layered with meaning, obviously. Um, the king had seven days to live, and so mm, do we. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's it. And one of those days you're going to die. So uh, the story compels us to pay attention. Uh, we only have seven days to go. And... Um, and to make a remedy to the problem through sadhusanga, associating with someone who not only is detached from material life and in that sense solve the problem of life, the problem is that we can't take with us what we were attached to, hmm? um, but also he was attached to, uh, to Krishna and spoke the Bhagavatam. Anyway, his entrance onto the scene hmm? um, is described by this word yatrichaya. It's uh, it 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 means like uh, good fortune beyond cause. It means which would mean outside of the realm of karma. Mahatmanas tamamparta, daivim prakriti mashrita. Krishna speaks about these types of people in the Gita when he says there are there is another group of people called mahatmas. This is the ninth chapter. Hmm? And they work under my daivim prakriti. It means they're moving into the world under the influence of my sarup shakti, or under the influence of bhakti. Hmm? And coming in touch with them, this is then said to be lucky. Uh, lucky means like no reason. Reason, hetu, cause, means karma. So the world is moving, cause and effect, Karma. We 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 sow. We we sowed. Now we have to reap the results and so forth. Hmm? Um, but as I said last night, besides the influence of karma, there's another influence in the world. And it's always there. That is bhakti, hmm? yeah, and that creates the good fortune. Ati bhagya, brahmanda brahmite kon bhagyavan jib guru krishna prasadi pai bhakti lato bij. And the luck, the good fortune of meeting a sadhu is that the seed for bhakti is given. Bhakti is compared to a lata, a creeper or a vine. To grow a vine requires uh, something, like another tree to hold on to, something like that. Hmm? So such is the nature of our spiritual uh, vine of growth. Hmm? We attach ourselves to sadhus in all circumstances, seek guidance, help, hmm, as much as we can get. And, and, and through sangha and shiksha and attachment, 
we grow, as opposed to Gyanmarg, where detachment is an anga or a limb of the body of Gyan. Detachment, vairagya, is not a limb of bhakti. It is a result of bhakti, hmm? inasmuch as we give up things that are not favorable to serving Guru and Krishna, naturally. Hmm? Um, so, good fortune. It uh, it's from outside of the uh, the uh, the circle of karma, which is the whole of the the samsara. That influence in for there to be perfection, it must be unto itself. It cannot arise out of imperfection any more than imperfection can be within perfection. It could not be so if there was a possibility of imperfection. So. Mm. within the realm of imperfection. Perfection must come from outside and we all yearn for some sense of, of perfection. The perfect must and can of its own accord assert itself out of its perfectness mm. in relation to the realm of imperfection and take us from one side to the other and this is the main vehicle here is is Sri Guru, hmm. Sri Guru and his grace. So we, as students, I th- can speak for all of us. I believe who are disciples of Prabhupada, and I think his grand disciples and so forth as well. Feel it's kind of special that Prabhupada appeared on the Nandotsava day. It's a little hard to observe, <laughs> in one sense, having been up till uh, the wee hours and uh, to, to to start again, but. Um, um, some things are worth missing some sleep over. Hmm? Um, but um, all over the world, and today, uh, this uh, festival is being observed because uh, our Guru Maharaj was uh, the, historically speaking, uh, did something very ec- extraordinary with uh, within the um, within Hinduism. Um, Within uh, within India, say within Hinduism, within Vedanta, and within Gaudiya Vedanta. Hmm. One time, I was uh, speaking with a uh, Gaudiya um, from the Radharaman uh, family of the Brahmins who take care of of uh, the deity, self-manifest deity Radharaman, and. and uh, he had told me how he was when he was young. This was his, his name was um, was uh, I can't forget now. I can't remember now. Uh, somebody goes saw me. I forget his first name. Um, and he was young when he met Prabhupada when Prabhupada first came to uh, Vrindavan with his ISKCON mission, mission of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, and and. Um, he was fascinated by him, and and uh, he said, "But I, I wanted to know if he was real." So I, I asked him that, uh, Prabhupada, how how can we get the mercy of Krishna? And then he said, when he said, "You have to get the mercy of Radharani," I knew he was bona fide. <laughs> he said, "Well, Gaudiya, Vaishnav," uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, of course. 
coming in the innovative uh, lineage of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Prabhupada appropriately referred to his movement as the movement of Bhaktivinoda, because his guru, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, told his disciples when they asked him that other people ask us, which is our paribar, our family, our, our, our spiritual lineage? Is it the Gadadhar Parivar, coming from Gadadhar, Nityananda Parivar, coming from Nityananda, different associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? How should we respond? And he said, you tell them the Bhaktivinoda Parivar. Hmm? This is um, not something that's unprecedented. Typically it's thought that the lineages of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, they stem from the original associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? But we do find instances in which a prominent person in a particular lineage, his, his uh, position is underscored. For example, we have the, uh, the, it's the, the term Narutam Paribar is often invoked, or the Shamananda Paribar often invoked, although the Narutam Paribar is actually founded, if you will, by Lokanath Goswami, who was the guru of, of, Nityananda, of, of, of Narutam. He had uh, one disciple, only Narutam, hmm? who uh, made a great effort to be uh, initiated by uh, Lokanath Goswami. Was it Lokanath Goswami? Who avoided accepting service from anyone as a, as a matter of principle. And so when the young Narutam approached him for service, uh, he didn't give him any opportunity to, to render any service. But uh, Narutam studied him very carefully at a distance, secretly, and watched him. And when he would go out and answer the call of nature into the forest, Narutam would go there and clean that area up. And then, so looking out after a few days, he realized, somebody's doing some service to me out here. Or some, and then, of course, it came to his attention that it was Narutam and he accepted him as a servant. Narutam went then and initiated widely, everywhere, many, many, many disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, once, this reminds me of a story, how Pujapad Sridharmarsh was explaining the Guru Parampara moving in, uh, in sometimes a crooked way rather than a straight line. It was drawn, let's say, in this way by Bhaktisiddhanta by pointing out the great luminaries in the lineage. While there are many other gurus um, in the line of those who are mentioned, um, uh, the ones who are mentioned are uh, something like, uh, if you want to make a description of the major scientific contributions over the centuries, you might go from... Copernicus to Newton to Einstein to someone today, Hawking. Um, uh, But there are many in between, and they're all bona fide scientists, and they have much, they've they've contributed significantly, but you can't name them all. There's a system within Gaudiya Vaishnavism um, in some lineages where when when they give initiation, a Diksha Patra or initiation letter is given, and the letter explains who the gurus in the lineage previously are, stemming back to the founder 
Acharya of the lineage, Nityananda, Gadadhar, Rupa Goswami, as may be the case, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and, and, and who their spiritual, what their spiritual identity is in Krishna Leela. It was a, it's a custom. Still some lineages um, follow this custom. It's not a custom that's essential or one that really effectively and practically could be carried out for too much longer. If you want to extend it a few hundred years, the list's going to get pretty long. 500 years, 1,000 years, 10,000 years, you're going to have to have a book that you give them and remember them all and meditate on. So it's thought in some circles to be essential. You have to have this aspect of initiation. Of course, it's not mentioned in Hari Bhakti Balas as one of the types of ways in which initiation is, is performed. Of Wherein, that should be said, should be mentioned, there are a number of ways. Do it like this, do it like this, do it like this, and if you can't do that, well, imparting the mantra is the whole thing. Everything else is extra and could be done this way or that way, but this is the essential thing. From someone who has... Um, Penetration into the into the, the, the depth of the uh, the mantra itself to share that along with his or her faith. Hmm? Um, so, while well, Sri was explaining um, in this way how Bhakti Siddhanta picked out certain great contributors, luminaries in the tradition, hmm? and made a line like this. There's more to be said about that, but. Uh, at one point, uh, one of his students formed a temple, and in the temple, put the pictures of the prominent gurus up to Bhakti Vinod, and he thought, "Hmm, Gorky Shore, he, what did he do? You know, he didn't, he's not very prominent." Um, so he took his picture out, and when Sri Damar heard about this, he became out just furious and uh, displeased, and so. Uh, the devotee apologized and said he put the picture back there of Gaur Kishore. But then he said, but, I mean, what was his contribution? Because Gaur Kishore had uh, one disciple, Bhakti Siddhanta, who, like Narutam Thakur, had many thousands of disciples and spread the teaching very widely and so forth. So you could say, well, Bhakti Siddhantis is significant. We should mention him, but Gorkashore, well. Um, so when he was asked, well, what was, I mean, what was Gorkashore's really significant contribution? We know he's bona fide and everything, but what was his contribution? And Sridhar Maharaj kind of roared back, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. That was his contribution. <laughs> One disciple like that, he's done his work. It's complete. Hmm? Uh, if you can make one disciple like Bhakti Siddhanta, then hmm? he himself said, our prophet, that amongst many stars he was looking for a moon hmm? in order to make his own work effective. These days, some of his disciples and students, unfortunately, want to, uh, in the name of glorifying him, hmm? uh, make him the guru, even in his absence, and dismiss the idea of any successor, because who could match up to him, hmm? is their thinking. It's a, it's a nice sentiment 
but it's not very well thought out. Hmm? Because if he's so great, but he could not create even one person competent to extend the tradition uh, as need be in the term of sense of the Guru Parampara, then how great is he? How great was Gorkishore? He made one person like that. Hmm? Hmm. So it's not a very flattering uh, statement, actually, or position to be taking, although they see it as as such. So there, this is an example of how, while we can, go, there's no limit to which which we can glorify the guru. There are parameters within which uh, something constitutes glorification, or something may not constitute glorification and be just the opposite even though the sentiment is there, as it is said in common English parlance, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Hmm? Srup Damodar was the personal secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Whenever anyone would come and want to offer some uh, poetic or literary glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who had written some verses to glorify him, it would have to pass through the filter of Srup Damodar, who would see whether it was correct in terms of Siddhanta and in terms of Bhava. And if it wasn't, it would be handed back. Hmm? And I assume he would instruct them as to why and so forth. And so there's an art, if you will, or science to, to, to the glorification. Hmm? And um, it's unfortunate sometimes that in the name of such, we, we end up... Uh, doing something quite different and causing some uh, disturbance, really, in the society of uh, devotees. So this is an example. And he said, put the picture you know, of Gorkashore back on the altar. So uh, how Krishna will move different devotees or cause them to move and work in the world, that is a wonderful thing. We see that amongst the... Uh, the six Goswamis, Nityananda Prabhu, these are Gadadhar Pandit, uh, principal uh, players in the uh, Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which to a large extent involves dissemination and the sharing of the teaching, that they all had their place. Mm-hmm. Nityananda Prabhu was, was not an author. He, is, he was like... Um, shoot from the hip uh, kind of a person <laughs> and uh, act first and you know think later something like that he just uh, p- implored people to chant somehow or other and uh, he has had very powerful presence and um, was very successful along comes uh, Rupa Goswami a theologian hmm? the writings of Rupa and Sanatana are very very different hmm? Rupa is, is, is much more simple, actually, in his writing, much less complex, much more uh, p- uh, poetic. Hmm? Sanatana is much more concerned with philosophy. He was a philosopher amongst the Goswamis, the, the, the real scholar of the Bhagavatam. Of course, under the auspices and influence of the two, as well as that of Sarupadamadar, uh, comes, well, excuse me, of the two, <laughs> comes their, 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 their nephew, Jiva Goswami, who was also, of course, a great Bhagwat scholar, 
but he defers repeatedly in his in his greatest uh, philosophical work, Satsandarbha, to Rup and Sanatan at the, at the beginning of each Sandarbha and makes a very nice statement about them, a very important statement, how they are they they are famous in Mathura. So it's one thing to be a famous devotee in a country where there are none <laughs> or very few, but to be famous in Mathura, which is the land of devotees, this is a very special position to have. So so anyway, he was also a great scholar, um, and uh, Nityananda's campaign to the downtrodden, far-reaching, and so forth. So we see that they were moved, used, employed in different ways in the, uh, the overall strategy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and all glorious for their particular contributions. And it's important to understand their particular contributions and glorify them for that, rather than trying to artificially, in the name of glorifying them, give them credit for things that they didn't actually do. I wouldn't want to be glorified uh, in my absence for things that I didn't actually do. <laughs> that would be rather embarrassing or, um, or in, in such a way that, in, that, that somehow made less of the predecessors, my own predecessors, by whose grace any, anything that I might do has is, is, is been made possible. Hmm? So my point here is, and we see some of this, unfortunately, is there is a uh, possibility of over-glorifying the guru, and it's, it's happened in the case of, of Prabhupada in some instances, and it becomes a, a counterproductive, really. The very uh, the, 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 the primary um, uh, instrument, if you will, by which our... Um, Deliverance and, uh, and uh, will be accomplished is is the guru, the medium of the guru. But the same principle, the same instrument, can misunderstood guru tattva can have the exact opposite result. The bondage then becomes double. Hmm? We're already in bondage. Now, if that which comes to liberate you is misunderstood, misapplied, and so forth then in the, all in the name of that, hmm, name of glorifying even, for example, hmm, you are offending him and others, perhaps, hmm, in the context of that, then you're in a worse position. What's worse? To be conditioned by material desires or to have one's conditioning further, I would say, cemented by aparat, there are sins of the flesh, and then there are sins of the soul. Hmm? The sins of the flesh are as il- as illusory, as temporary, as as groundless or rootless, if you will, uh, as the as the as the flesh itself is. Hmm? It doesn't really cling to the self. It doesn't really touch the self. So it, it can be dispensed with, and by the power of bhakti, very easily. After all, she has the power to overwhelm Krishna. So to dispel the influence of Maya is, is, is a very uh, secondary thing. She can do that very easily. But if we offend bhakti, Devi, then we're making sin of the soul. This will carry with us, in some instances, even into bhava bhakti. Even the, the, the results of 
for example, Vaishnava Aparad, Guru Aparad, can carry all the way into Bhava Bhakti. So when we attain Bhava Bhakti, which is kind of like you got drafted from college onto the foot, professional football team, you're on the bench, you're practicing with the team, but your number hasn't been called for an actual game yet. Hmm? And you're watching and participating in the practice and and uh, you, 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 you made the team, but you haven't played yet. And what will hold you back from actually playing other than further development of the bhava, the churning of the bhava itself, hmm? the ingredients, the various bhavas, and turning it into rasa. Hmm? What will hold it back and hold the very process back, even in Bhava Bhakti, is Aparad, Vaishnava Aparad, Guru Aparad. So, sin of the soul. It carries into the realm of the soul. After all, Bhava is liberation for the Vaishnav. Hmm? It's a graduation from Sadhana Bhakti into the world of ecstasy. Hmm? So, this is uh, very much. Uh, we're, we're, we're cautioned against, and it's very subtle how how this can come about. I'm giving an example of how, in the name of glorifying hmm, the very principle and person of the guru, we could be doing something quite the opposite and implicating ourselves in in um, in in, in uh, uh, creating obstacles for ourselves in terms of our our progress. So it's important to understand uh, Guru, Guru Tattva. And uh, <laughs> with regard to the international community of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, it's, it's been a bit of a problem uh, uh, since the departure of Prabhupada, who, as we said, his day today is being celebrated all over the world because historically he went all over the world. Hmm? The idea came in... Bhaktivinoda-thakur, the conception, to interface on the one hand with the modern world hmm, in terms of presenting Gaudiya Vaishnavism in a relevant way, and on the other hand to arrest or take away um, authority from those who held the position of authority in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm. He felt in two senses, he needed to do this latter part. One sense, many who were in a position of authority of Gaudiya Vaishnavism were not representing it properly. So that, for that reason, he had to wrestle authority from their hands. And secondly, there were those who were representing it properly, but they weren't representing it in relation to the modern world in a way that the prophecy, for example, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu might have scope for being fulfilled, that his name would be heard in every town and village. Hmm? So he became, by his, his efforts, a, a, a very prominent authority and in the Gaudiya circles, and he interfaced with the modern world and made... Uh, was 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 innovative, and in his in his um, writing and his approach and so forth, 
And, of course, then he empowered and commissioned Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to carry through on that. Bhakti Vinod Thakur was like in like a needle, and Bhakti Siddhanta was like out like a plow, to use Prabhupada's example. And Prabhupada, then, again, the idea came in Bhakti, in, in Bhakti Vinod, was given shape by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and it was taken all over the world by Sri Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada. Hmm? Shidharmarsh told us that, that Bhakti Siddhanta at one point said that he would have liked <coughs> Whoa. He would like to have had ten like to have ten years to preach in America. This was before World War II. And he envisioned that America would become the leading country in the world, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So he had several times stated that he would like to have 10 years to preach in America. Of course, he left the world before World War II and didn't have that opportunity. And Pujapachita uh, Mars considered that in the person of his disciple, whose day today of appearance we're uh, celebrating, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, he got 10 plus two, 12 years to um, circulate in the Americas and disseminate. Uh, so he did that. And, of course, all over Europe, Latin America, North America, uh, and so on and so forth, um, widely, uh, widely circulating the teaching. Hmm. Hmm. And... Um, hmm. Got a little distracted here, excuse me. But, but um, what was the point? Oh, you won't remember because you were distracted too. He's my memory chip there uh, in my old, older, older age. Before that, before that. Hmm? Before that too. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, he was in one sense the first Western convert, Bhakti Vinod, as he had a, a Western perspective. Um, but anyway, I, we're celebrating all over the world because he took it all over the world. Um, that was my point now, how I got there. Uh, you, forgive me, but anyway. Um, um, uh, uh, this is a this is a particular uh, uh, contribution that is un- unprecedented. Um, uh, it is uh, a fulfilling of the prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the vision of uh, uh, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, and um, it uh, it is uh, well. It's I want to say it's it's unique in in and of itself if we plumb the depths of it there's so much to be said hmm, about the in a way of uh, glorification acknowledgement and uh, expressing our our indebtedness and so forth we don't have to go beyond that and make him something else as well and uh, and, and dispense with uh, bhakti sadant or bhakti vinod or hmm, Rupa Goswami, and so on and so forth. Uh, while there's a place, as I said, to single out someone, hmm, 
later down the lineage from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in the case of Narutam Paribhar. I didn't tell the story of the Shamananda Paribhar, but uh, it's a similar phenomena. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta coined the phrase or invoked the, the, the principle and uh, named his lineage the Bhakti Vinod Paribhar for the prominent work of Bhakti Vinod. And Prabhupada used to say, my mission is the mission of Bhakti Vinod. The idea came in Bhakti Vinod. Prabhupada circulated it widely. No, no small thing. But we refer to our group as the Bhakti Vinod Paribhar. Hmm? Someone could make a statement that let's call it the Prabhupada Bhakti Vedanta Paribhar, and I mean you could, but he himself taught us that my mission is the mission of Bhakti Vinod, as he was taught by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So it's just another, uh, I was making another point, but back to one I was making earlier. Example of how if we're going to glorify the Guru, we should do it um, um, accurately. Hmm? This will call our, our progress. And this will be beautiful, and it won't cause any kind of alienation mm-hmm. and sectarianism amongst uh, within uh, 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 the sect, the overall of of of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Uh, so, at any rate, we are we are we are we are, we are honored to have the uh, opportunity to celebrate together. And as I say, it's an event that's taking place um, all over the world. And many things are being said about him today. Hmm. Um, I, uh, to be personal, of course, uh, I, I uh, met him first personally at the, uh, at the Los Angeles airport. <laughs> Seems prophetic in, in, a, in a sense that I had a role of serving him in... Uh, in the same place as as time went on. Um, And um, I was fortunate at that time to uh, receive uh, what can only be called his glance of benediction at uh, uh, it is uh, mentioned by Baladev Bidibhushan, I believe in his uh, Gita commentary, that certain devotees have this quality of the power by glancing hmm, to a Benedict. Once I was speaking with another devotee from another lineage outside of our Paribar, and he was appreciating Prabhupada, and he said the most powerful thing about him physically was his, his glance. Hmm. He would look, he was very penetrating, and look into your soul, and you would feel, I've been made naked by his glance. Hmm. I'd better not be hiding anything because it will show up, something like that. So to be able to look back at him, if you will, when he looked at you and not blink, that was, that was uh, you were doing good then. This is the, this is the point. I uh, received his glance of benediction. He was very, very controlled where his eyes would go and where his senses would uh, w- what they would contact and so forth. A very perfect example of a per- of perfected sadhakadeha practitioner's body, hmm? which is typically a work in progress wherein the senses will contact material objects, sometimes for Krishna's pleasure and sometimes for their own pleasure, and we work to 
shift the balance and ultimately um, uh, touch the world, if you will, only for the pleasure of Krishna with the sadhakadeya, which in turn will give rise to a siddhadeya. You cannot get a siddhadeya, a meditative spiritual body for participating in the lila without using every drop of blood, this sadhakadeya, hmm, in service of, of Guru and Chaitanya Mahabharu. So he was a very good example of that. And and so if he would, if his eyes would light, land on you, it was like a very powerful experience. And then, as I say, to be able to look back, hmm, this was, was, was uh, uh, significant. I had that op- opportunity. I mean, that, at that point, I looked, and but I remember riding the first time. He used to go on the morning walk. First time I went on the morning walk with him, I was invited by the leader of the temple in, in Los Angeles, and uh, and uh, Prabhupada sat in the back seat. I sat in the front seat, and uh, I just turned right around and just looked at him. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> And I felt quite good about it. And he looked back. And uh, so, uh, anyway, it was, I was fortunate to have some opportunity to um, associate with him personally. He had a wide um, uh, circle of disciples and influence. Um, and many of them didn't have much opportunity to associate him with, person, with him personally. I did have the opportunity on a number of occasions and correspondence with him and so forth. So I feel very fortunate and blessed. And, of course, in his absence, uh, with his departure, um, and through his own directive, and uh, you can say, or suggestion, I mean, we look at Prabhupada and he says, he often said that my only credit for my success is that I strictly followed the orders of my guru. Well, the order that he refers to of his guru was a suggestion that Bhakti Siddhanta made in a letter that he wrote to him. I think it would be good for you to speak in English. When Prabhupada had written, asked for some service because he was living outside of the, the monastery. Hmm. So Prabhupada took that suggestion as an order, and then he, this, he his life orbited around that. And that speaking English turned into translating books into English and circulating them widely, and so on and so forth. Hmm. Um, so what's the so the uh, he made a suggestion, Prabhupada, that um, in his absence, if uh, we uh, were to uh, have a need to seek philosophical advice, we could get sound siksha from. Pujapad Bhakti Rakshakshidadev Gosami Marsh of Navadvip. I was massaging Prabhupada's feet at the time when he, when he said that, which was a little surprising to us. Because, and this is the point I was making earlier, and I was coming back to me before the falling of the vase. Because um, we only knew Prabhupada. Hmm. We only knew Prabhupada. And the point I was making earlier, we only knew Prabhupada. And so, in his absence, there was a rather bit of a confusion. Hmm. We only knew Prabhupada because he was the one who came to the, around the world and, and internationalized uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, if you will. Hmm? And so in his absence, then, uh, in his presence even, we were somewhat isolated from the entirety of the tradition. We were connected with it if we understood properly, and he himself 
taught us repeatedly that his credibility derived from representing accurately and dynamically, we should say, with innovation, which requires realization that which was handed down. He was he wasn't inventing a sampradaya, starting one. Hmm? He's not the founder of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? Uh, that's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? He's extending what is the the the, the, uh, the, the teaching of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, an innovative way, finding creative ways and means to uh, disseminate it and affect the hearts of others. So. In, even in his presence, we were, he was so loomed so large hmm, that some of the things that he talked about were just kind of things that he talked about that didn't relate to us, it seemed. Like, and there's sahajiyas in, in India, and they're like this. And, you know, we, we didn't experience them. We were always in the orbit of his own influence and so forth. And, um, but, but the fact is, the fact is that he was part of a group. He had friends. You know, like, we didn't experience it entirely. He had brothers who he argued with and didn't get along with and dismissed, didn't want to have anything to do with. And he had some who he really appreciated. But also, he had circumstances didn't allow him to interact with them and due to his own empowerment and and uh, and... and and mission as he saw the order of Bhakti Siddhanta, which was his su- su- suggestion. Hmm? Preach in English. He took it like, um, like an order. Um, and so in his absence, then that much more, we were a little bit um, where to go, what to do, uh, how to proceed, and so forth. And many of the teachings in the books had to be taken out, and now they had meaning in ways that they didn't previously. For example, that you can have, there's a, there's a Diksha Guru and a Siksha Guru. You can have one Diksha Guru, but you could have a number of Siksha Gurus. Well, we had one Diksha Guru and we had one Siksha Guru. And there was Prabhupada and there was. But suddenly now the circumstances changed. So to how to take from the books and understand how to apply things that were given to us that didn't have an application fully in the in the in the circumstances uh, that, uh, that constituted his presence, that would, in his absence, that that is how to proceed hmm? progressively and and grow up, so to speak. And Prabhupada lamented at times that my grandchildren are coming, but my children are not coming. It meant I'm seventy, seventy, eighty, and twenty-year-olds are coming. Instead of fifty-year-olds who know what who got a head on their shoulders, could give me some advice. Hmm? Who could say, with all due respect, Guru Dave, whatever you want, we'll do, but it doesn't sound like a good idea because this, 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 and this is how our country works. And, and then he would go, "Okay, that sounds good. Appreciate the input." Hmm? If we just go, "Okay, <laughs> do it." And that's what we did, because <laughs> we weren't we were just grandchildren. That was somewhat of a, a piece out lacking. He didn't have that kind of, of input. And that's the kind of input that his students today should be giving him. Hmm? Because that's the kind of input we give on everything else, on every other subject. Hmm? We have nuanced understandings. We're, we're, now his disciples were like 60, 70 years old. 
we're mature individuals. We can't continue to act like children when it comes to being his disciples. Now we should act like adults and share our adult insights. And that should include a growing and developed understanding of his own place in Agodia history and all that he's connected to and the significance of that and how his books, for example, are derived from not only his own inspiration, but his inspiration in relation to the commentaries of other previous acharyas and how his conclusions should match up with them and and so on and so forth, and that we are part of a big group. Hmm. We're part of a whole, you know, the, 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 the tripod vibhuti, the, the, the better three-quarters of the spiritual expanse. And, um, and uh, rather than, and you can understand the confusion, that, uh, well, in his absence, let's just try to keep him present somehow. And, you know, we'll only publish his books. He had, a, he had a BBT, a Bhaktivedanta Book Trust that he formed. He wanted it to publish to be the premier Vaishnav printing press in the world. His ambitions were to print magazines that were of the same uh, measure of circulation and notoriety as, as, as Time and Newsweek about Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? Well, you're going to have to have some thinking people to write those, uh, those, 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 those magazines um, who have a license to think, who know how to think spiritually, who have spiritual intelligence now, and can make what is the very essence of outreach? It's relativity. How to present the absolute in consideration of the relativity of changing times and circumstances. So what are details, what are principles, how the details can be adjusted, hmm? dispensed with, replaced. Hmm? We talked about you know, initiation, that John must be initiation. We are pleased that Prabhupada appears on the Nandotsava hmm? and, and the capacity to be connected with the Sampradaya comes through him. So. How, what will be the procedures hmm, for initiation? Hmm? There's any number of ways to do it, as I was saying. Hmm? Ultimately, Bhakti, Bhakti, Hari Bhakti philosophy is imparting the mantra from a qualified person to, a, to, a, who, to one who he deems wor- worthy of such, not by any material qualification, but hmm, out of his compassion, out of her compassion. So anyway, in his absence, then... Um, you know, he was all there was, but his teaching is not, I'm all there was. And there are things in the teaching that now come to light and take importance and precedence in his absence. Hmm? To be acquainted with those, to understand those, and to apply them in a dynamic way, this is really to, um, in a substantial way, to glorify him. And as he himself said, um, he placed emphasis on Vani over Vapu. Hmm? Sridhar said it this way, what's more important, the nose or the breath? Hmm? You understand? The nose or the breath. The breath is important, hmm? more important. The teaching hmm, is, in one sense, more important than the teacher. 
the teacher is the vehicle of the teaching. We venerate the teacher unlimitedly for giving us the teaching, but if we didn't get the teaching and understand it, then how much of a glorification can we make and how much are we in an embodiment of of glorification, so to speak, of of our our, our teacher. Hmm? And you know, to take it further, not only we should be embrace the vani, but we have to be careful not to embrace the vapu of the vani. So <laughs> it gets complicated. Vapu means, this gets means external, so that the the, the the letter of the law should not be embraced over the spirit of the law. What is the spirit of it? And how in an essential way to uh, uh, represent the teaching, to grow the business, if you will, uh, uh, both in terms of uh, perhaps if we're so moved or empowered, wide circulation or uh, penetration into the depth, to use his own phrase, which he invoked at times, to boil the milk. There's a place for that, and it will overflow hmm, if you do so. Hmm. So all over the world, anyway, today, he's being glorified. We have our small contribution to, to make. It's a little more, I hope, hmm, it's certainly lacking in form in some respects, um, comparatively <laughs> to other places, but uh, hopefully it's, uh, it, uh, it's, it's weighty in terms of uh, uh, substance, and uh, this is uh, real, uh, our, our real um, concern that we, we may represent him accurately, yet uh, dynamically. And in the dynamic representation, it may appear that you're, to those who don't understand the spirit of it, that you're misrepresenting. As the case of Bhakti Siddhanta, what he did was going out like a plow. Bhakti Vinod went in like a needle. The two look very different. Hmm? But they're doing the exact same thing. Hmm? You have to have a spiritual eye uh, to see. Hmm? And so, uh, this is our atibhagya, hmm, our good fortune, to come in touch with such a, a luminary, such an influence. And it's our task, then, to understand that influence. Um, we sang a, a beautiful uh, uh, praise of Prabhupada, some pranam mantras to Prabhupada that uh, were authored at the under the uh, auspices and uh, of, of Bhakti Rakshak Shiradev Goswami Maharaj. Um, again, I was referring to him briefly when Prabhupada suggested that for Siksha, in my absence, you can have the association of Shridhar Maharaj. Um, I was fortunate to uh, be able to do that and and see a side of Prabhupada. Hmm? that without going there, I, I wouldn't have known that side of Prabhupada. They had lived together for many years, six years in Prabhupada's house. A certain perspective on our Gurudev by his associate was very nourishing and, and insightful. Hmm? Um, we should be, I believe, interested in such. Hmm? Everything about our Guru Maharaj, not just some rigid idea that we have that we... That 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 that, uh, that that doesn't sometimes even make him a whole person, a reasonable person, even, or or the broad-minded and f- extremely flexible person that he was. I mean, the, the I used to watch him sometimes when I would speak to him, wrestle himself down from where he was, 
to, to, to speak to me. And how far he wrestled himself down to do the laundry of the devotees in, in New York, to cook for them. And so, I mean, uh, very controlled, as I was saying earlier. Every movement, therefore, very powerful and full of, 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 of Krishna consciousness and very prepared to do, in the beginning of his mission, anything that he asked anybody else to do. That certainly commands respect rather than demands um, respect. He very much commanded respect by his person. And, um, you know, in in the course of his work, which was far-reaching and wide and broad in, in circulation, um, he left some service for us to do. My godfather, Vishnu John Marsh, once asked Prabhupada, what did Bhaktivinoda Thakur mean when he said that I've left this world, my work undone? And Prabhupada said, that is his mercy. He left something for us to do also, some little service. Hmm? Hmm. Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, I consider myself a sweeper in the streets of Navadweep in front of the Sankirtan party of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates. I was fortunate to be, I think, Brahma, you were there too, in, in Mayapur, to uh, be part of the fulfillment of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's um, um, prediction that people from all over the world will come to Mayapur and chant, Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan. So, was it 1973 or 1974? Prabhupada commenced his first annual Mayapur festival. And so we came from all parts of the world. And down the one street of, of, of Mayapur, we chanted, Jai Sachinandan, Jai Sachinandan, and Kirtan. And people were come, would come out, ladies would come out from their house with, with a plate of sweets and and the, uh, the husband would sweep the street, pour water, then they would place the, the, the platter with sweets down and make an offering to the Sankirtan. I mean, you couldn't imagine something more beautiful. You were in Navadweep, really. Hmm? It was such a beautiful thing. And there, there, on each side of the road are the rice fields, and, and to your right, so many, uh, well, so the temples, the Yogopit, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the, 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 uh, the temple of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi the budding beginning of Mayapur Chandadaya Mandir, and on the left, the Ganga. That's the heading, heading towards the Yoga Pith from, 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 from Chandadaya Mandir. So, in India. And so, uh, Bhakti Vinod, anyway, he said, this happens. Hmm? The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sankirtan manifests. I consider myself a sweeper in the streets of Navadweep. And Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, and I am one straw in a broom of Bhakti Vinod. <laughs> That's how he, how he considered himself. How did Prabhupada consider himself in relation to Bhakti Siddhanta and Bhakti Vinod? And the lower he considered himself, the higher we see him. Hmm? Isn't it? And appropriately so. Das, das, Anudas, Vaishnav das, Pujapachita, which once told me, we will take the fifth position. First position is Krishna. Then there's Krishna Das. Then there's the Das of Krishna Das. Vaishnava, Krishna, Vaishnav, Vaishnav Das, Anu Das. We'll take the fifth position after that. Hmm? Something like that. Hmm. 
And this is a backwards way of thinking, but the lower on the ladder we go, the higher we are in reality, because the more opportunity for service um, is uh, at hand. So, forgive me for rambling a bit, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we are very, uh, feel very uh, blessed and fortunate to be part of the the movement of Bhakti Vinod, the Paribar of Bhakti Vinod, to come in the wake of Bhakti Pujapad, Om Vishupadi, Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada's wide campaign, and to have had, in my case, and some of us here, Brahma also, um, the association of Pujapad Sridhar Marsh, who, who, who really was very, very helpful in, some, in, in terms of one of the central things I've been talking about here, locating Prabhupada historically in terms of his contribution and internally in terms of his uh, where the, the internal depths from which his, his contribution arose. Hmm? And as I said earlier, different associates of Mahaprabhu were moved in different ways to contribute by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, pulling the strings and orchestrating it and so forth. Prabhupada, of course, we know, on the journey across the Atlantic, wrote a private poem in prayer to Krishna to, in petitioning him for the empowerment to do the work that he felt he was ordered by Bhakti Siddhanta, which was, which was uh, uh, considerable and uh, and uh, um, a, a lot uh, uh, requires some power um, and and very 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 what a deep poem isn't it that he prayed he negotiated with Krishna my dear Krishna my dear friend let me say this to you it's known throughout forever and will never change like the Druv, like the pole star that is fixed that your life will be successful if Radharani is pleased with you so that will certainly get Krishna's attention. You know that. Goodness. So what is it? What do you have to say? What kind of advice? Hmm? This is the kind of advice that Subal will give to Krishna. Expert moral advice. Counsel. Hmm? Well, here's the situation. Prabhupada said, my Gurudev is a representative of Radharani, Nayanamani Munjari. And she has asked me to do this work of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Western world. And I think that if you please her, Radharani will be pleased with you, and your life will be successful. So I'm asking you to give me the power to do her her bidding. Hmm? And we have no doubt that Krishna gave him the power. Hmm? Isn't it? And he went on in his prayer, the first half of which is really a perfect example of Sharanagati, surrender. Hmm? And the second half, the bhava, the longing, the longing. We should petition. May I make myself a vehicle for the service of my my, my Guru Maharaj. Hmm? And having done that, may I Krishnanandaya Dimahi. Hmm? May I come in touch with his Ananda, his inner life. Hmm? And there in the second half of the poem he, he makes the petition. Tomaramilani by Abarshe Shukapai, Gocharani Guridhimbo, Kut Babani Chutte Vanikai, Lutaputi, 
Just listening to it, you can know what it is like. The playfulness of the words and so forth. May I enter the, the ghosty lila, the cowherding lila of Krishna, all throughout the day, somersaulting, rolling on the ground, playing artfully. Hmm? With such earnestness, from such a qualified... As Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthaka used to say, first deserve, then desire. How much deserving to have emptied himself out just to be a, a conduit for the desire of Bhaktisiddhanta. Hmm? And then, if, and having done that, hmm, let me enter into this uh, such, uh, such sportful, playful leela with Krishna. Sridharmarsh, we were surprised he, he knew the poem, and he had thought deeply about it. Hmm? We, we, I was saying that we sang a beautiful, some pranam mantras for Prabhupada. These pranam mantras were written under the auspice of Sridharmarsh, whom Prabhupada had asked to write some pranam mantras for him. Hmm? So he got around to doing that, and in these mantras... He, what's he, one, of the, one of the things that's included is the concept of Shakti Vesha Swarupine, Hare Krishna Iti Mantrene Paschacha Prachatarene. He said, not only did he circulate it all over the Western world, as Prabhupada said himself, but Western and Eastern world, he said. Shakti Vesha Swarupine, empowered. Shakti Avesh, the empowerment of the Shakti of Bhagavan. And there are different types of shaktis. There's Narada's that empowered by Bhakti Shakti, Vyas by Gyan Shakti, Prithu by Palana Shakti, so forth. So we asked Sridhar Maharaj at one point, well, what, what, by what, what kind of a Vesh? He said, ah, yes, Nityananda Vesh, the work of Nityananda, the empowerment of Nityananda. Hmm? And his work is very analogous to that, preaching to the downtrodden people, the non-Vedic people, circulating widely amongst them, and so on and so forth. He gave many, many, many examples. You could see he had thought about this very deeply for a long time. With such spiritual insight and spiritual reasoning, Shastra Yukti, and giving support, he said, this is my considered opinion, you ask. It's my considered opinion. We were very happy with that well-considered opinion. And the Siksha that Prabhupada himself had suggested, if you feel the need for some siksha, hmm, you can go here. Hmm? And one might think, at what better time what you might, when you, what, would you might more feel the need than at the time of the absence of your guru? Hmm? Is that need a lacking? Or is that need arising out of a, out of a healthy spiritual appetite if a young boy is hungry, is that a bad thing? That's a sign of good health. I'm hungry. I want to be in the affectionate grip of real spiritual authority, not necessarily a legislative body that should be, but may not be, might be an emperor without Close. Is it, is it, is it close? I want real authority. 
some of us who took the association of Sridhar Maharaj were thought of as, as not wanting to be under any authority, as there's just nothing further from the truth. We wanted to be under real and substantial spiritual authority. We are fortunate, following the suggestion of Prabhupada, to come under the guidance of someone who understood him in ways that we hadn't thought about it. And it shed light on another dimension of the, of the gem of uh, uh, Om Vishnupad, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Prabhupada. And surely there is more to be known too. Let us go on in this way forever exploring the depths of his person and his contribution in Sadhusanga. Esi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Vyasapuja Mahamotsabhatiti Ki Jai. Shri Krishna Shri Nanda Nadotsaba Mahamotsabhatiti Ki Jai. Gaur Bhaktivedanta Ki Jai. Gaur Premandi.